Chersonesus was settled by Greeks from Earth. It has member status in the Colonial Alliance. It orbits a star that has no name, only catalog numbers, because it's barely visible from Earth. It was chosen for settlement because its distance and less-than-prime, though still adequate, characteristics meant that the major commercial and governmental powers didn't want it, as opposed to my home of Grey Anne, which was settled due to distance and lots of resources to exploit by a rich national conglomerate. Chersonesus is 37 light-years to galactic north of Sol, slightly inward toward the hub and less than six light-years from Arcturus, which is a brilliant amber jewel in its night sky. Its only jump point links through Alsace. The primary is a K2 spectroscopic binary, and both stars orbit a common center of gravity in a tight, fast orbit. My brief didn't tell me whether or not they were close enough to swap stellar material and gas, so I was eager to see it for myself. The light appears to the human eye to be as bright as normal sunlight. Most do. The eye can't handle the output of a star at any reasonable distance, so uses only what it needs, with a yellow-orange tinge to things. UV is quite a bit lower, and earth plants are engineered to handle that. The people are paler than one would expect, from a predominantly Mediterranean stock, of course. Heavy element-wise, the system is lower than earth normal, but high enough to make it easy to exploit with modern equipment. Chersonesus orbits its suns at 0.69 AU, so it's just slightly cool. The tropics get about as warm as is typical. They're just a little smaller, and the polar ice caps a little larger. It's approximately earth gray end sized but has a surface gravity of only 0.78. Even that is high, considering the elemental makeup of the system. But it would make us high G-types inhumanly strong. We orbited, took a plain but adequate commercial shuttle down, and were waved right through customs. I tried to use my broken Greek. They have an odd accent after nearly 200 years of semi-isolation from Earth. But the customs officer was so helpfully polite. Go ahead, go ahead, he said, waving us through and turning to the travelers behind us. So we trotted outside, hoping to find some clues there. In moments, a drab but modern tan eight-seater pulled up, and a sheer Sinisi soldier with two stripes said, Freeheld? Freehold Force's 3rd Blazer Regiment, yes. I was relieved, even if I didn't show it. He opened the back, and we tossed in our huge bags, then took seats up front. Most civilized people would have been terrified of his driving. It was under different societal rules than I was used to, but just as fast. After a few minutes, we were all comfortable with his weaving, darting convolutions through traffic. He kept up a rapid-fire guided tour as he drove, pointing this way and that at things we'd never see again. Still, it was friendly and fascinating, and Frank snapped some photos for us. Things were brisk at the Shearsonisi base, Ionides Army Training Center. We were thrown in like numbers, assigned, aligned, and forgotten about— it was a moral imperative to us not to be considered part of the background scenery, however, so we took steps to correct that deplorable turn of events. The first morning, everyone knew there were three blazers present. The day started early, at Iodine, as we took to calling it. It was a play on the name and on the orange-tinged light we had. It was a familiar wake-up, with lots of push-ups and screaming. It was great to be home, even with the twin suns a bloody stellar duel on the horizon, unlike anything I'd seen before.